Hi friends, I'm Lindsay Hale. I'm a wife, mom, and top leader at 31 Gifts. And more recently, I'm an author too. I don't mean to brag, but I have an imperfect, messy, awesome life. I'm passionate about teaching you how you can create a life you love too. I'm a girl from a small town in Illinois, and I have like a million kids. Okay, only five, but that equals a limited time to find success. If you're going to hang with me, expect the real deal, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But that's real life. My hope is that after spending a few minutes with me each week, you'll feel refreshed, recharged, and lifted from all of life's things that weigh you down. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, I'm excited to be coming to you today and talking to you about something that I think is just so important in the industry that I'm in and in just coaching women, interacting with women, being part of um, a team where our job is to connect. I find that women are more disconnected than ever and really looking for connection and struggling so hard with how to make friends. And it's kind of sounds silly, but it's true. Uh, adult women are very difficult to, it, it make, it's very difficult for us to find friends, to go and just hang out with somebody um, and have an acquaintance is one thing, to maybe have kids on the same ball team and just to, you know, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? And then the conversation ends there. We may have a lot of that going on, a lot of acquaintances, but to have deep, meaningful relationships, which most women really long for. Now, I'm not saying that all women do because some women are, are okay with not having friendships. But what I have found over and over and over is that women long for connection. They long to be seen and to be heard and to be valued. And it is very difficult for us to find that once we get out of, you know, high school or if you went to college, you know, you get a little bit longer period of that where you've got these people who are, you know, as a child, you're put into groups with people your same age. And then you do life with people who have lives that look like yours. You know, typically they've got siblings the same ages or they've got parents within the same age group and you are learning the same things at school. You've got the same teachers because you are put in an environment where there's all this sameness around you. And then you leave that environment and it's like, what just happened? I just left this controlled environment where everyone was doing what I was doing and the same age as me and has the same generational experiences as me. And now I've been thrust into this workforce or into this world where there's all these people that I need to learn to communicate with and to develop relationships with. I actually have a chapter in my book and quite a bit um, of of my book is really based around relationships. And I sort of talk about this exact thing and how women just long to be connected. And of course I do feel like some of that needs to be done spiritually through prayer and through, um, just your, your time to meditate and to, um, study the Bible and things like that, study devotionals, things like that. But God made us for creation. Like, there's just nothing else to say about that. He made people to connect face-to-face. -face, 
and we've tried to replace that with these virtual relationships. And I am a big supporter of virtual relationships. I actually have a lot of virtual relationships that have been years long. Um, I have some friends who I have had for literally uh, 13 years, and we met first on a Weight Watchers group that was just a like Weight Watchers online long before, well, it wasn't long before, it was right before social media was really um, traveling outside of the college world. And then, um, we moved to Facebook and now we have a texting thread and some of us, you know, talk outside of that. And so I believe that there are some great relationships that can come virtually. Um, especially because my business, I have women on my team all over the United States, really, who I have to connect with, um, in order to grow their business, but then we connect and make relationships. But even, Despite all of those connections that I was developing, I found myself really longing for friends that lived near me, friends that were local, that I could go have coffee with, that I could see face-to-face, that I could get a hug from more often than once a year, or, you know, those virtual friends I was just telling you about. A lot of them I've never even met face-to-face. So there is this longing, I just believe, in a woman's heart to connect face-to-face, and that's what we're made for. So I have some tips because I did find my tribe. You know, you hear people say that and you're like, oh, some of you are probably rolling your eyes like, oh, there we go. People saying they found their tribe. And I I have, I have found this great group of women. Some of them live local to me. Some of them live far away. But these are the women who I have deep, meaningful relationships with. These are the women who I feel like are in my corner no matter what and They're not just in my corner to cheer me on. Sometimes they're in my corner to kick my butt and be like, get up and stop your complaining and get moving forward. Sometimes they are a soft place to land. It is, it's kind of this hodgepodge of different people. Sometimes they remind me that what I'm complaining about is a first world problem and I need to (laughs) be quiet and, uh, you know, pick myself up and give me perspective But, um, and sometimes they get down in the pit and dance with me and sometimes they celebrate with me, but they are never, um, they are never jealous. Um, they are never condescending. They are never, um, giving me, um, I guess, passive aggressive types of advice. And so I want you to, I want you to get lifted and read the book so that you can see what a healthy relationship looks like. But that's not what this podcast is about. It's not about what healthy relationships look like. It's really about helping you just connect. Like, where do you even find these people? So I found a big group of local friends not too long ago. Um, It's been about maybe two years. And it's crazy when I say two years because it feels like I have known these women my entire life. Like, we just have connected. And I met them at a gym. I don't know if that's where you're going to meet your people or not, but I will tell you that people bond over work. So whether you're working out, whether you're working at work, whether you're doing a project together, whether you're doing um, building art together, um, whether you are serving together in your community, maybe you're serving on a mission trip, things like that, people tend to bond over work making meals for other people, working in a kitchen. I mean, you guys, when you are working, you talk mindlessly. Like you don't think, uh, because you're not, your, your focus is on the work, but then you just start talking and those connections start to happen. So I want to encourage you to find a place to get to work, whether that be to, 
um, get your sweat on like I like to do, or whether that be, you know, I've served, um, I've served alongside of women who have been serving in the church with me, whether that be to lead small groups, to, um, help distribute, uh, coats and gifts at Christmas time. I mean, there's really an endless supply of places that you can serve and do work with people. Um, I just think that there's something magical about working with people. Here's the other thing though. I want you to start paying attention when you're going places. Where do you go? And if you're not leaving your house enough, well then that's a completely different issue. But what I find is most people are leaving their house pretty frequently, but what they're not doing is putting down their phone or their planner. I see a lot of moms out with their phones in their faces and their planners in their faces, but then they're the same ones who are complaining because they're disconnected. And I, I shouldn't say complaining, but they're lonely. Um, they are not feeling engaged and they are just sitting there, you know, engaging with the virtual world or planning their day. Now I understand that sometimes when, you know, you're at your child's events, sometimes there's that downtime while they're practicing that you actually have to use in order to get through your days, right? Like we are all operating on this limited amount of time, but I also think there is just an opportunity for connection. I will tell you, um, at my daughter's tumbling class, I started putting down my phone and there's a mom that I just look forward to going and talking to her every single week. I show up and I'm like, oh yeah, I get to sit and talk. And, um, it's just really nice to have that time because I do work by myself and I don't get a lot of face-to-face -face connections during the day unless I plan to go to lunch with a friend or whatever. So sometimes it's just nice to have that time because we put down our phones and started looking around and it's crazy when you look around and somebody else is doing the same thing. It gives you that opportunity to chat and connect. Um, the next thing that I want to suggest is choosing your seat wisely. Change your seat often when you're attending things like your church or ball games or conferences or meetings that you typically go to. You don't you know, you've heard the saying, it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you are showing up at the same place all the time and you're sitting next to the same person because they're comfortable, maybe you, it's an acquaintance, maybe it's um, one of your kid's friends that parent and they're nice, they're nice enough, but you know you guys aren't going to connect on a deeper level, but it's just an easy place to sit. Well, then change your seat. Go sit by someone else, and I don't know if that's going to be the person for you or not, but you sure aren't going to make, make that person be that person for you if you're sitting in that same spot every week. So I want you to also then use your social media because a lot of times I think that we don't use social media in the right way, so we use it to find old friends that we kind of maybe wish that we connect with, but really we just want to see what they're up to. And then we're like, gosh, I have all these social media friends. Why don't I actually have any friends? And then we start asking yourself, like, what's wrong with me? But when you meet someone you like, if you're using social media correctly, when you meet someone that you like and that you enjoy their company, maybe say to them, hey, can I find you on social media? What's your Facebook name? What's your Instagram name? Because I'd love to keep in touch with you. I've really enjoyed chatting. And then you can follow up and kind of build that relationship virtually too. So... 
If you're not getting out enough, then you need to go join the club, join the Bible study, find a new gym, go to a different hairdresser. I mean, the girl that does my hair is one of my very best friends, and I just think there's something magical about sitting in that chair and really being able to connect. And I mean, I've had other people do my hair before that I liked just fine, but do we really connect? And so that's a great opportunity for you to go connect. And if you're not going to get your hair done regularly, well then... You need to carve out some me time in your calendar, and that's a whole entire different podcast. So I want you to also, here's the thing. I keep seeing this thing being shared on social media about how moms are feeling left out, and and it, it makes me sad because the women that I see share it are really great women. I know them, and I think they're great, but I'm kind of wondering to myself and thinking, is you're sharing this um, this this uh, blog, it's a blog that is just about how lonely they are and how the other moms aren't inviting them to things. I'm thinking to myself, why don't you invite them? Why don't you plan something? Why don't you plan a coffee? You plan a book club. You plan a girl's night out. Invite people that you don't know really well. I know the first time uh, a local friend invited me to a girl's night out. I didn't really know her super well. Our um, daughters were friends and we um, had some similar acquaintances and she invited me to come to a girl's night out and I I had to hide. I had like had to keep my cool and hide how excited I was because I was so excited that someone thought of me to ask me to go to a girl's night. And I think that from the outside looking in, people would have thought, "Oh, she's got a lot of friends. She's got lots of friends because I do 31. I, you know, I'm I'm in front of women a lot. I'm I'm connecting with women a lot over the phone and virtually, but I wasn't really connecting on a friendship level. And so when that girl, that woman invited me out to a girl's night out to have dinner and drinks, I was ecstatic. So I I really think that we underestimate how important it can be for us to take that step forward to invite someone. And it doesn't matter if you are the shyest person in the world, you you can work up the courage to ask someone to do something. It's uncomfortable for everyone. Even when you've got a big personality or a bold personality, it can be uncomfortable um, to ask someone because nobody loves rejection, right? But you don't know what you don't know. So why not just put yourself out there and just say like, hey, do you want to go to coffee? Don't say sometime. Give them a specific date. Decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to do um, margaritas, margarita night on Thursday night, and I'm going to invite three people. Hey, I want to go out and have margaritas. Do you, you, and you want to go? Because we all have those acquaintances. We all have people that we kind of know, but we want to know them a little better. Uh, but we have this fear that you know we're going to get rejected or that they already have friends. And if we all sit around thinking she's already connected and she's already connected and she's already connected and prejudging that, we might be wrong. And in all honesty, there may be women who appear to be really connected who don't want to be connected or where that relationship isn't as deep as what we see it from on the outside. So I want you to just look at it differently. And if you have listened to this entire podcast, it says to me, that you are looking for a deeper relationship, a deeper friendship, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I don't really have a lot of friends, and I want them. Uh, A lot of times I feel like people will say, I've just been, you know, they'll say, like, I've just been screwed over too many times. I just can't, I like, I can't even do this with 
friends. I'm fine. I don't need friends. I'm good the way I am. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're not good the way you are. You are, you're bitter. You're angry. You are not happy with where you're at. There are women in this world who are amazing. And I mean, there's women in this world who aren't, who are catty and who are bitter and who are angry, but don't be one of those and you won't attract those. And when you find yourself surrounded by women who um, engage in talking only about bad about other women, it makes it uh, pretty obvious that those aren't the kind of people you want to be around. So don't be the kind of person that just connects with people because uh, they you talk bad about the same person or you think poorly of the same person, if that makes sense. I, I really think that we've got to stop this um, connection on negative things and find some positive things to connect on. So that's where last week's talk, uh, where I was talking to you about finding your strengths and what you love, is really going to help you find and attract the right people and the right relationships in your life. Because if you are not sure where you fit in, or you don't like yourself, or you think that you don't have any strengths, then it's going to be really easy for you to fall into that negative pit and finding those people who are talking poorly about each other and talking about each other behind each other's backs and things like that. So make sure you're bringing a, a complete awareness to the people who you surround yourself with. Uh, in my book, I talk about how you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself by. That is not an original idea by me. You've heard it before maybe, but it's true. And you can't count your kids because your kids, I know your kids are people, but they're not your people. You're not telling them all of your things. They don't, they're not adults. So you need to think, who are the five adults that I surround myself with, and, and am I okay with being part of them? Am I okay with all the good and bad, okay? You can't just look at the good and say, well, I like that she's friendly. That's fine if she's friendly, but if she is super friendly and then walks away and talks complete garbage about someone behind their back, then you are the sum of that. They, The whole person uh, so you have to reevaluate who you're surrounding yourself with and when you're out trying to make friends, choose wisely. And you guys, it is kind of like dating. I mean, it doesn't have to be quite as intentional um, and formal. I, not intentional. It does have to be intentional, but it doesn't have to be as formal as dating. It doesn't have to be like, hey, let's sit down and, you know, get to know each other, which can be really awkward, right? It can just be, um, where does this organically happen? And lastly, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this is spend your time praying um, and asking God to bring you the right people into your life. I will tell you that prior to finding the, the awesome group of women that I have found um, through my gym and through working out, I had been praying and just asking God, like, I, I know, I feel like I'm being greedy here because I know all these women and I have all these connections and I have great friends who just don't live local to me, but I was just desiring someone who lived local to me to do life with. And I really just wanted one friend and I got a whole ton of them and their families. So it's really pretty amazing what God will do if we can just humble ourselves to ask for what we want. And when we do what we're made for, which is connection. So I hope that talking about this, you can start going out and finding your people to connect with. And in those connections, you can feel a little bit more lifted in your life.